Hello and welcome to Under the Big Tree. I'm Tisha and we are excited to have our first all-women session today. I'm truly excited. With no men in the room, we're going to have a good time today. Um, my guest is is um, is very special. We we have walked together for many years, and she has been an influence in my life, a voice in my life, and the Lord has used her just in critical times to come in. Her name is Dottie from Confidence in Christ Ministries, and we're so happy to have her today. Today, we're going to be talking about the redemptive healing, redemptive healing. And we're going to dive in today. And I know that you're going to be healed just listening to this. We are in expectation of God's mighty move. And so I'm going to let you, Dottie, tell uh, our listeners a little bit about yourself, your walk, and how you came to know Jesus. Okay. Um, I was born again in a Methodist church. I was not raised in church. But I was born again uh, in a Methodist church. They were having a lay witness mission, oh, wow. which I really honestly didn't know anything about. I'd only been in the church for about, uh, been going to that church for about five months. And so they had a lay witness mission, and that's where people come in. They share their testimony about how they found Jesus. And so on that particular Sunday night, which was... April the 14th. Oh, you remember dates. That's so awesome. yesterday was wow. my 51st year of walking with Jesus. Oh, my goodness. So this is a special day for me. Yeah, it is. It's a very special day for me. So I met the Lord, and about a month later on Pentecost Sunday, uh, our pastor was teaching about the Holy Spirit, but mm. I really didn't know anything I'd only been saved about a month, and I really didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit except we sang about him in the doxology, and that was all I knew. But during that month, I had said to the pastor, he, had came, he came to visit those of us that had uh, received Jesus, and I said to him, Pastor, I don't know, but something's missing, or... There's something I don't understand about being born again, but I feel like I'm missing something. Wow. And he didn't say anything, but he smiled really big. Mm-hmm. And and he said, well, we will figure it out. And that's the way he left me. And so on Pentecost Sunday, he was ministering about the Holy Spirit. And then on Sunday night, he told us, Sunday morning, if you want to really know something about or receive the Holy Spirit, come tonight. There will be two ladies that are coming to share with us about the Holy Spirit. Well, we did not know that during the lay witness mission, our pastor had been filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so all this was very new to him as well. And so... Um, they came, those ladies came, and I sat there and listened. And to be honest, I didn't understand a whole lot of, mm. of what they said. Mm. But they just said to me or said to the congregation, if you would like to receive the Holy Spirit, come down to the altar. So I got up and I went down to the altar. Now, prior to receiving the Holy Spirit, I was an extreme introvert. Mm. 
I could not, I would no more be sitting behind this microphone than I would be trying to flap my wings and fly to Mars. (laughs) I was extremely locked up inside, and I did not communicate very well at all. Wow. And if you ask me to say something, I just turned as red as you could. I just would blush horribly. And so I didn't talk much. And... I went down to the altar. There were 33 of us that went to the altar that night. And I was kneeling down there, and this one of the ladies came behind me and laid her hands on my shoulder, and she said, Receive the Holy Spirit, now open your mouth and praise God. And like a shot, like a river, Mm -hmm. I just began to... Tongues just began to flow out of me, and it, it shocked me. And I opened my eyes, and I looked up, and my pastor was standing in the pulpit, and he was looking down at me, and he was shocked as well because that's, wow. that's the most he'd ever heard me say. You know, <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, that's how I received the Holy Ghost. And from then on, I really felt like God put me into his boot camp, and he began to really teach me his word. And then uh, about a year later, I was up early in the morning in the word, Mm -hmm. and he took me to Ephesians 4.11. And as I began to read, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, I have called you to teach. I have called you to cause my people to rise up and take their rightful place in my covenant. And that's where I've been for the last 51 years. I feel like I've never left his boot camp. Wow. Um, That is a beautiful story, and that's a great uh, segue into where where we're going because I'll tell you this, Miss Dottie, one of the things that I love about you and the mantle of apostle that you wear or the, the gift of Jesus that you wear as an apostle is the order that you said immediately when you open your mouth and you don't even have to try. It's like everything in God's government comes into a line when you begin to teach. And that's the anointing and the grace of God over your life. So I was just ecstatic and I'm with tears in my eyes because this, this story is explains so much about you and, and, and the stance that you take in life. And so even as we're talking about redemptive healing, I know that, and, and the covenant of God and what that, all that means, I know that there's a standard that's going to come and a governmental rule that's going to come on the lives of the people that's going to expel every demon and expel every part of sickness today. And I'm saying that because I want people who are listening to get prepared. If you're driving in your car, if you're listening on a treadmill, I want you to get ready to receive. Even if you don't even know where you're saying, well, I don't even have sickness in my body. Don't worry. You're going to, there's life more abundantly that's coming to you then. And so we're in expectation uh, for an encounter with God and the flow of God the, and the unlocking of God that Dottie experienced in her life. So um, redemptive healing. Let's start there. Can you tell me in a few words and tell the listeners what, what is meant by that statement? Redemptive healing is receiving everything that Jesus purchased at the cross. Amen. And in many circles, in, our, in many churches, healing is pushed over into another category 
the opposite of being born again, and mm. yet it was the same Jesus. And they treat healing as if it's somehow not attainable. But in redemption, it was the same Jesus that, that was beat. Yeah. It's the same Jesus that went to the cross. It's the same Jesus that was raised from the dead. Yeah. And so redemption encompasses everything that Jesus purchased. And so the same way that you receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, which is you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth, right. is the same way you receive healing or anything, any other promise that God has brought forth in his word, you receive it the same way. You know, I always wonder how and why that was separated. As we walk this walk of redemption and we we, we, we take salvation like, yes, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, we're saved. You can't take that from us. But when it comes to healing, it's almost like the enemy has put a line of demarcation, yes. as you said. And it's like a great, it, we want to call it a great area when it's really black or white. It, it is what it is. And so, and, and I think what happens with people a lot of times is they see or have an experience yes. that's yes. contrary to what they've believed or thought. Can you talk a little bit about that and just knowing that, Healing is our redemptive right, and it's no different than when we got saved. Can you talk a little bit about what that looks like when we don't see it? Because I know that's an elephant in the room. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Definitely it is. I can relate to that in my own journey. And when the enemy attacks, he comes against your flesh. And in the church... This scripture, these scriptures bothered me for a long time until the spirit, I asked the spirit of God. I just, I just got honest and I said, Holy Ghost, every time I read in James, I get a little confused mm-hmm. to where he says, is there any sick among you? He starts with a question and then he says, basically, if there are, mm-hmm. which the question begs there shouldn't be. Mm. But if there are, let them, the ones sick, mm-hmm. call for the elders of the church and let the elders pray over them the prayer of faith. Yes. So that tells me that the one that they're praying for either are new babes in Christ and they don't yet know who they are That's in good. Christ. That's good. Or... They've never been properly taught. They could have been saved for many years, but they've been taught the traditions of men, the traditions of of certain denominations or whatever that has stolen that truth from them. And they think that God somehow is involved in their pain, in their suffering, uh, in all of those things when in reality, he is not because Jesus paid the price for yes, it. Yes. And so in my journey, I went through several different things. And one day, the Spirit of God, I was trying to believe God for healing. Wow, that's so I, good. Trying. I, yeah, I was trying to come up with enough faith. Oh, wow. To believe God for healing in my body. And I had been taught you either have 
Volkswagen faith or Cadillac faith. In other words, you have degrees of faith. Mm. And if you don't have Cadillac faith, you're not going to get anything from God. Wow. Uh, wow. And, and it was like, Lord, I know I don't have Cadillac faith. I know I don't, Lord. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, I have already bought and paid for everything that you need. All I ask you to do is simply receive it in the same simplicity that you received me as Savior and Lord. And he said to me, when you received me as Savior and Lord, did you have any consciousness at all of how large your faith was at that moment? And I said, no, Lord, I really didn't know a bunch about faith. Right. So I really didn't. He said, and then it's just that simple. Take me at my word. Mm. And I said, by my stripes, you were, past tense, yes. healed, just like you were delivered from sin mm. by my blood. Just take it with thanksgiving and let the words of your mouth state boldly, I have healing in my body. I am healed by the blood of Jesus. I disallow mm. sickness and disease in my body according to the word of God. And I thank you for it, Father. And I began to praise him. I walked around my house with my hands up, worshiping and praising God. I started dancing. I didn't feel like dancing. Come on. And I didn't feel like worshiping Come because on. my body was in a state. Right. It was, I was sick. There was sickness in my body. And so I just said, I don't care. I don't care. There are days I don't feel saved, but I know I am. <laughs> yes. no, I know I am. Yes. And so I said, Father, I am just going to worship you because what you've said is true. You, you're not lying to me. You're true. Yes. And so I just walked around the house worshiping God, praising, dancing, and walked into the kitchen and just, I stopped and I just stood there. And all of a sudden I realized all the pain was gone. Oh my God. I realized that there was nothing in my body but strength and energy. Wow. And I, what I love about what you said, what hit me was the word when you said disallow. Yes. You disallowed. And you, what, what you made a conscious decision that no matter how big or small my faith feels <laughs> yes. or how big or small the situation looks, his word never lies. And he is true. And you disallowed the lie of the enemy, whatever that was, because sometimes there's stream. And even as I'm speaking, I, I see prophetically streams of lies, like, like a river. <laughs> Instead of the living water of the Lord, it's a river of the enemy that's streaming and downloading lies concerning your situation, concerning your body, and it's showing up in symptoms. It's even showed up in a diagnosis. We're not saying that it's not a fact that, that something is going on. What we're saying is the truth is being skewed by the river of lies coming in. And so even now, yeah, I just say disallow 
We disallow that river. We disallow those thoughts. We say no, and we're going to choose to believe the word of God. Amen. 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 Yes. So, Dottie, just as we are going on this journey, I know one of the, I was looking and just looking at different scriptures that just resonated with me. And um, one of the things I think about in the redemption, uh, the redemptive nature of healing is the blood of Jesus. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Is the blood of Jesus and um, all that the blood did. And if we will accept that the blood delivered us, the blood saves us. We know that, you know, by his stripes, you know, Isaiah 53, 5, we are healed. You know what I mean? He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. By his stripes, we are healed. And so I want to talk a little bit about the blood and the redemptive healing of the Lord. And then uh, any, any thoughts that you have, but what I, I, I want to start with Exodus 12, 13, it says, now the blood shall be a sign for you. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, when yes. I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now, we know this was the Exodus for those who, um, who doesn't know. And the Passover, when Passover was being implemented, the firstborn of Pharaoh was about to die. And in order for your firstborn not to die, you had to apply the blood. And what I love, this this just brings into my, my, my remembrance as we're talking about redemptive healing and the price that God paid, Jesus paid for us, it, his blood being shed, yes. you know, and, and, and poured out for us and sprinkled and speaking better things. God says, when I see the blood, he will pass over. That plague cannot come near you. And I just want to speak to that today. Those that are in covenant with God. Those that have been uh, called his, those that have received him truly as their Lord and Savior, there's a blood covering over you. There's a mark of the blood of the Holy Ghost on you. And the Lord says, when I see the blood, there's a testament that is being made on your behalf, covenant-wise, that no sickness can come nigh your dwelling unless you open the door and let it in. Or unless Satan finds another way to get in that we're unaware of and we have not learned or understood how to appropriate the blood because a lot of times what, what happens I feel Miss Dottie is the enemy will come present us something and it's all in our response. It's all in our allow and disallow. Yes. You know? And so it's at that moment, whether sometimes not saying anything is an allowance Yes. You know, and it's all in that allowance. If the Israelites had not applied the blood to their doorpost, I don't care. They were Israelites. They were slaves. I don't care that they were, you know, the children of Israel, their firstborn would have died. Yes. It's the blood of Jesus that testifies not only of your redemption, but you see in Exodus 12, 13 of healing. Yes. Can you speak a little bit on that? Yes. One of the things that that the Spirit of God taught me years ago was, as you were saying, allowing or disallowing. Mm -hmm. And he said, many times my people's bodies will alert them that an attack has come, but it's very mild. It could be a twinge, a tickle in your throat. It could be any kind of symptom like that. And he said, many times my people, instead of disallowing immediately, they wait to see what it's going to turn into. (laughs) Wow. 
They wait to see. They wait to see. Mm. The tickle in the throat, it's like, oh, I got this little tickle in my throat. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> and they, they don't do anything. Right. And when we go back to the Exodus, they had to have the blood upon and the lamb within. Mm. Okay. And, <laughs> and so that delivered them. And the word says that those folks had been in slavery for 430 years. Yeah. And so they weren't in the best physical shape. They had worked very, very hard. Yeah. Generation upon generation. Yeah. But the word says there was not one feeble among them mm. when they came out of Egypt. Yes. And so there should not be one feeble among us because we're the body of Christ. And when the enemy comes, I always remind him, ah, don't you see the blood? (laughs) I love that. I am covered in the blood. That plague, that sickness, that disease, that virus, that germ, whatever it is he's trying to bring, you cannot penetrate the blood. No, no. Get out. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Depart from me now. You will not. You know, in the old covenant, you didn't bring anything sickly into the temple. That's right. Because if you did, uh, it didn't turn out very well for you. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And so the word says that, you know, Paul asked the question, what? Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Yes. And it's like I say to the enemy, you can't come in here and desecrate the temple of God. Come on. I am his temple in the earth. I love that. He dwells in me. He's in me now. You can't come in here and desecrate this temple. Come on. It doesn't belong to you. It's blood bought. Yeah. Yeah. It's blood bought. Now, beat it in the name (laughs) of Jesus. Get out of my space. Amen. Go. And sometimes, you know, the enemy, it's almost like he goes, nah, I don't think I'll leave right now. So the Spirit of God taught me something one day when I felt like the enemy was taunting me, Mm. even though I was standing on the word. And the Spirit of God said, invite him to sit down if he doesn't want to leave. And let's talk about the cross. And so I said, okay, Mr. Devil, you don't want to leave? Have a seat right over there. We're going to talk about what happened at the cross. Do you remember that? Do you remember how defeated you were? Do you remember how Jesus just beat you down to a pulp and (laughs) left you paralyzed? And, hey, dude, you don't even have the keys to your own house. Come on. Jesus (laughs) has them. Yeah. So you got nothing. Yes. So you got nothing for yourself and you got nothing for me. So I invite you out now in Jesus' name. I said, because you don't want to contend with the Lord all over again. Oh, I love that. You don't want to contend with him all over again. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, that atmosphere lifted. The presence of God came in. I got up. I started worshiping God. And it was the Lord said, if you will listen to me, I will teach you how to walk in divine health. Amen. And now, I said, yes. Now, Miss Dottie, let me stop you there. I want you to talk about that because one of the things I was going to ask you, and you've, you've brought it on, so we're going to talk about it now, is I've known you for, it's got to be over 10 to 15 years now. I've never seen you sick. No. I've never seen you sick. I've never even seen you say, I'm sick. 
I know I, I, I know your life. So can you talk about, I want you to go into that and talk about how you live in that uh, perpetual state of life that God has given you. That's all the time you have well, for today. Thank you for joining us under the